I'm Joe Woodard, and this is the Asia for Life podcast. Today, I'm talking with Kevin Lai. He's a, a friend of mine, and he's someone I've collaborated with on different projects. And uh, basically, I thought that it would be cool to invite him on the podcast for a casual conversation, uh, you know, just about pro-life ministry in Hong Kong. Uh, we also talk about recent events in Hong Kong, especially the massively popular protests against the extradition legislation. Because, um, you know, people take different sides on issues like this, and even little differences of opinion can cause a lot of tension, especially in families. But Kevin is a good listener, and I know he's a conscientious father, and he shares about um, a story about how his son decided to join the protests in a very creative and positive way, and uh, actually ended up with donations from strangers, including sports drinks and even homemade Chinese herbal tea, uh, which is just a funny story. So uh, first we zoom in on his family's experience of the recent protests. And then we talk about uh, Kevin, his life, his work in marriage ministry, and also a new pro-life mini movie project that will be released at the end of this year. Kevin has worked for the Catholic Diocese of Hong Kong for 28 years in the Diocesan Pastoral Commission for Marriage and the Family. So his full-time job is to coordinate ministries that help couples and strengthen families and Besides that, he helps run a small pro-life NGO, Heilok Sangmeng, Joy of Life. And last week, he actually took annual leave to volunteer for the six-day Kena marriage retreat in Hong Kong. So he's obviously super busy, but he's just pouring out his life, you know, to strengthen marriages, to bless couples and families, and to protect life. He's doing amazing work, and uh, I'm really grateful to have him on the podcast today. We recorded this conversation on Skype. Yeah. So again, thanks so much for uh, for doing this and helping me to to build this podcast. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. So um, so I was looking for someone to discuss another topic on Planned Parenthood Federation of America. They've been in the news a lot um, this week, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, they're America's largest abortion provider. The director was terminated from her position. She was there for like eight or nine months. Uh, and it's an interesting story, partly because she had moved to America from China as a political refugee after the Tiananmen Square incident. Um, so I wanted to talk about that with someone, but I haven't been able to line up a podcast conversation for that yet. Um, but anyway, I, I thought it would be really great to talk with you and just uh, your ministry in Hong Kong. We met almost four years ago. And um, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, you were the first person that I, I really had, well, besides Zoe, you were the first person I had a really extended conversation with about pro-life issues in Hong Kong. Really? really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had like kept my eyes out and just been, you know, looking out in case I saw anything because that was always something I was interested in, like from my childhood, basically. I was in a, you know, kind of a pro-life culture and uh -huh. it was just something that was discussed in, in general. But um, it didn't really come up in Hong Kong much at all until until around the time I met you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I should I should go ahead and share for people listening just that uh, Kevin is largely responsible yeah, for ordinary man, ordinary man is that ordinary <laughs> father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but without without you, uh, the 40 Days for Life campaigns and also the March for Life would not have happened. I, I mean, maybe they would have, but anyway, you, uh, it, that's just how it all worked out, that you were a big part of making it possible in the first place. So, um, as well as a number of other pro-life initiatives that have come up the past few years. So, 
from my uh, background, uh, because I work in the capital assets of Hong Kong for uh, 28 years. Yeah, that's, okay. that's incredible. Um, and so you've seen, I'm sure you've seen so many things. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, for the last uh, 10 years, uh, more than 10 years, I was working, I'm now working in a, a department called the Diocesan Special Commission for Marriage and the Family. DPCMF, so, right. Yes, so, so my, my main job is uh, for the uh, pastoral ministry uh, in promoting the marriage and family. And ever since, uh, I think, three or four years ago, we have, uh, you have started a pro-life ministry under the umbrella of DPCMF. And then after that, wow, it was amazing uh, to see the, the development. Because I, on the other hand, as a volunteer, I joined an NGO called Joy of Life, Joy of Life. Right, right. I work volunteer work. Yeah. So, uh, Joy of Life, uh, we have uh, more than 15 years uh, uh, history, but it's, it is very small, only a few people. We have been so hardworking to promote a pro life uh, issue in Hong Kong in the diocese, but, but it's very difficult, very difficult. When you organize the talk, only 10 people <laughs> will come. I remember. Uh, one year when we joined an HLI a conference in Malaysia, something like that, and then we came back, we want to share, seven of us. So we, we want to share what we have experienced in the conference, in the Human Life International uh, Conference. Seven of us, but only five people attended. The, <laughs> so it was, yeah. it was seven uh, coordinators seven. and five oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, man, that's rough. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So... At that time, I think even the word pro-life is not so familiar, not familiar with the churchgoers, Catholics, and Protestants. We, we have to spend a lot of effort to, to explain what is pro-life. Right, right. Yeah, I know like, um, that, mm. that, that is still a new thing in, so in Hong Kong. In the, in the foreign you know, Catholic church and Hong Kong, the local diocese, local church, I ask myself, why, why there are... So we are so different. In, in, the, in the overseas uh, cafes, you can see the March for Life, Holy Days for Life, with all the pictures, they're holding the signage you know, outside the Planned Parenthood clinic. But Hong Kong, you, you never can imagine we will do it. <laughs> so I asked yeah, myself. It's, it's, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy, especially in a big city. I mean, any big city, it's not easy to do it. But yeah, it, it makes sense that there should be someone you know, there should be people doing more in Hong Kong. So I ask myself, why? I keep on asking me why. Why we are so different? Why for life uh, issue cannot be raised, you know, cannot, uh, people don't have this awareness as in the overseas uh, churches. Uh, some answer came to my mind. Uh, that is uh, maybe we as a Chinese, you know, we take it for granted. Why protect it? We take it for granted. And also, for so those people who have the, for example, abortion, miscarriage, or this kind of traumatic experience, they don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah, so there they, is a lot of shame. And I, I mean, I think that's anywhere in the world, but maybe, maybe more so um, in, in Chinese and East Asian cultures. So, so they, they won't respond to you for life, for example, speak for the unborn. No, they, they will run away. And then for most, most people, churchgoers, 
they don't have this problem. They don't have this uh, experience of uh, abortion or miscarriage. They, right. They take it for granted. Why, why we promote life? <laughs> I have a good family, good marriage, and, and also uh, children, you know. Why, why talk about whole life? So maybe this may be the answer that came to my mind that why pro-life work cannot be you know, uh, uh, compared to the foreign churches or other places. Yeah, I mean, that is part of it. it I mean, regardless of where you are, it will take time to build. But um, but yeah, those like, like you were saying, those who understand the problem from personal experience or because their family member experienced it or something, um, they, you know, they're too ashamed to talk about it. And then everyone else who doesn't have experience, they think it's not actually a problem, even though it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so. and from this point of view, I can compare to the recent extradition law amendment controversial, you know, movement in Hong Kong. That is usually... Mm, some or most of us, we only think in our personal perspective. So, polite, personal, okay, uh, this is not my main issue. Uh, but for the abortion uh, people, oh, I will not talk about it anymore. On the other hand, for the extradition law, you know, right. we, we, we can see how, how the influence of collective, collective uh, movement so if the pro-life can be a collective, you know, awareness uh, 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 movement, so that people will not only think on himself or herself, not only. You think about the unborn children, you think about the structure, the culture of life and the culture of death, then it will be, you know, a more power and effort for the pro-life movement. I remember... One day when yeah, I so, was... So just to, in case anyone's listening to this who doesn't know about the extradition bill, yeah, um, I, yeah I, I think that's a good point that uh, whereas the pro-life issues, people might not feel that it, it personally affects them. And so it's important that we help people understand that this actually is something that does negatively affect all of society, abortion, wherever yeah. it happens. Uh, in the same way, to add to what you said, that... Uh, with the extradition bill, it's more obvious to people that if that bill was put in place in Hong Kong, then people would be more at danger in the future. It would mm. um, make people much less free and much less free to just say anything about, you know, express their opinion about any issue uh, mm. for fear that they could be snatched away to a, to a Chinese prison. Mm, yeah, yeah. So this is the danger. Uh, the one day when I were, you know, uh, you know, in the in the rally in the protest <laughs> with my wife, and then mm -hmm. they say, uh, they they say the slogan, no extradition law, no extradition law. Then one my one thing came into my mind, no abortion, no abortion. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, so if, if yeah, that, I I actually was there. Yeah. <laughs> I, on the day that the two million people marched on Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one. I actually ended up uh, just because of the way the traffic was. I ended up at the Family Planning Association, oh. the the biggest uh, abortion center in Hong Kong. You know where we've done a lot of prayer mm. initiatives, and um, yeah, I just saw the you know 
thousands and thousands and thousands of people passing, it wouldn't stop. And I just thought, gosh, if if one day that, you know, we could have a, a march for life like this. Oh, you yeah, you, have, you and me have the same thinking and sentiment, you know? Yeah. Right. With a little less angry yelling, of course, like, because there were some, there was some people, um, you know, I... Speaking foul language, I heard. Right, right, yeah, cursing, cursing Terry Lamb and stuff, that was... I, that was not cool, but uh, but yeah, as far as the energy, if it could just be all you know the positive energy that you usually see at March for Life events, um, that would be awesome. But <laughs> it's a dream. Is a dream. It is, uh, yeah, for now it's a dream. But come to yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Did you finish making your point about what you and your wife were were doing at the just your experience? You were saying that. Uh, Oh yeah, you were just saying the same thing. If only this could be, uh, you know, a, an anti-abortion mm. or pro-life march instead of just an anti-extradition bill. Mm, yeah, yeah. But and from a parent point of view, as a father, you know, uh, uh, for this uh, movement, you, my son, my little son, twenty-four years old, uh, came back uh, from uh, Italy for vacation. Yeah, he was doing a. Uh, was he on vacation or he was doing a master's degree? Oh yeah, future, future next year. <laughs> next year. Oh, he will. He will be doing a graduate program. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he is studying uh, international studies in uh, Italy. So okay, very good. Yeah, he came back and then he joined the movement. You know, for example, some of the nights, you know, he went out with his friends or something like that. And then one day, one day that is the last Saturday, he told me, "Oh, Dad, I will go down to the MTR. What? What will you do?" I will holding a paper, a, a sketchbook, inviting people to join the protest rally on Sunday, on last Sunday, that is the 18th, 18th. Uh, right, it was, uh, yeah, there was this past Sunday, and it was, Victoria if it, yeah, I was thinking if it wasn't, if it wasn't heavy rain, that it might have been, it might have been as big as the uh, Father's Day event, but yeah. it was only 1.7 million people <laughs> because there was rain. Yeah, but 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 it's, it's a really good experience. And then I found out he stand, he stood in the MTR for seven hours. Gosh! So he was standing in the station. Did anybody join him? No, alone, alone, okay. alone. And, and then uh, when we went out, and then uh, there are two bottles of Pocari, you know, uh, in front of him. I asked him, uh, "Did you buy it? Uh, you know, from the twenty seven? He said, "No, somebody gave me." Okay, so he just put them on the floor and he was going to drink them later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh, when he came back home, he told us um, a, a, a lady, a middle-aged lady, uh, asked his favor to bring some herbal tea that she made for the next day in Victoria Park, the protest, you know, they may be thirsty, you know, something like that, the Chinese herbal tea. That's so cool. Son, which which kind was it? What was the name? Is it, uh, the in Chinese name is the gai gai guat chou. It's a kind of a Chinese herbal tea. <laughs> they are is it Chinese. is it really bitter? Yeah, it's good for the liver. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, the the healthiest ones always taste the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, Many kinds of herbal tea. And and that was because uh, it's the Chinese tea that people would drink if they got. Sprayed by tear gas, right? She thinks, she thinks, she thinks. <laughs> that's, that's both <laughs> like really sad and just really amazing. Yeah, I said, I my son, 
uh, do you know what kind of tea is that? Uh, he said, no, I don't know. I trust her. I trust her. And then after an hour, the lady really boiled the tea and then gave two big bottles to my son. And then and my, my wife asked my son, my son, uh, when you give out this uh, kind of drink to the young protesters uh, uh, on, on Sunday, uh, if they ask you, what, what, what is it? What can, how can you answer? Oh. So we suggest to ask the lady. And then really the lady uh, told by phone, this is the Gai Bat Chou. Okay. And, and also, as the parents, we taste a little cup of this Gai Bat Chou. To make sure it was safe. To make sure it is safe. <laughs> <laughs> but from this very incident, I reflected. I reflected that this, we can see a very uh, dark side of the movement, you know, uh, the hatred, the beating. Right, all the terrible Twitter and terrible Facebook comments. Yeah. But on the other hand, we can also see the bright, you know, human nature. That is, all the people, yeah. without guidance, they do it on their own initiative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people like leaving like MTR train cards and just snacks and coupons yes, yes, for yes, yes, yeah. convenience stores and stuff just to like freely give out to people. And I guess people are actually like taking them in a responsible way. They're not just like they're actually like sharing with each other too, which is really cool. You know, I mean, people really make a point to um, you know think of other people in all the in all the different events. Yeah, just like the good Samaritan in the in the gospel, you know, <laughs> they, they they help each other, you know. They think uh, some are creative. For example, after the where the protest, they pick up the rubbish, you know, and recycle. Right, right. Separate into the recycling and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think this uh, bright uh, human nature, good side, is a long lasting long-lasting one we trust and the dark side you know the chaotic and then the, the it's only for a short period of time it I will go so. i really hope will, so yeah i i have this kind of faith you know and then the bright side of the human nature will last longer and longer yeah and, i mean it's very encouraging on what you said uh, yeah. that, that we have hope that it will be overall positive because yeah. there's so many um, parents and like older people. It's not just a bunch of angry youth. It's, mm. it's also like families and uh, yes. parents holding their children or pushing their babies in strollers uh, yeah. to join. So I, thought, I saw that, wow, they are, the, the children are so heavy. I saw, but, 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 but parents, you know, holding their children, you know, so tired, but I can see their courage under yeah. the rain, under the rain. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So moved. That's, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that as a, as a father, just as a, as a Hong Kong dad, that's in some ways your, your most important mission, you know? So, um, so we've already, we've already, um, talked about 20 minutes, but, um, do you want to I, talk a little bit about your other ministry uh, work? Want to add, you know, as you said, the most important mission. Uh, this is what triggered me. The most important mission 
uh, either for a father or a Hong Kong people, is start from ourselves. You know, start from ourselves. Uh, for pro-life also, start from ourselves. And believe in human dignity, the dignity of the unborn, you start from yourself. Right, so you personally act, uh, acted out in your own life, is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. The first step, the first step. Of right. course, uh, in the long run, you have to, you know, change the structure. For example, the political structure and also the polite, you know, this kind of a cultural war between the culture of death and culture of life, you know. But all the way, you start from yourself and your family. Yeah, to live it out. You're right, right. Because anything else that happens politically or legally, it, it should happen after the culture changes and yeah. not, not before. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll ask you, um, so your, your full-time job is with the Diocesan Pastoral Commission for Marriage and the Family. It's, yeah. uh, so if anyone wants to uh, look up what they do, it's the Hong Kong DPCMF, and they have a, a really solid uh, YouTube channel and mm. website and Facebook page run by Connie, who's, who's making so many things happen. It's really amazing, amazing to see what mm. their office produces. Um, but you also said that uh, besides your your marriage ministry, or sorry, the ministry with the DPCMF, and then also you volunteer with Shermanouf. <laughs> I can't say that in French. The uh, the Canaan yeah. marriage ministry that you volunteer with every year. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll just ask you about the uh, big project that you have going on this year with Joy of Life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, really amazing. Yeah, I'm going to uh, talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I give a short, uh, brief uh, introduction because uh, it was all started uh, with uh, two uh, young, really young Catholic daughters under the uh, pro-life ministries of DPCMF. So from the experience, they, they dropped some uh, script and they want to produce some uh, mini movies. Mini movies, that means uh, five to ten minutes, a series of four episodes, four episodes of uh, mini movies. Okay, and then and then those will end up on YouTube or yeah, like yeah, like DVD also, or just mainly just online social media platforms. Oh, every every kinds, I think every kinds of uh, media we can use. Uh, we okay. Use so after that, they want to they want to produce this in a professional way, not not just a, a, our volunteers to to take the pictures and and the video. So. The, the money is so huge. So uh, after that, Joy of Life has the chance to take the lead of this uh, project. So we go out together, the doctors and Joy of Life or, or DPCMF, go out together to seek for donation. And then at the end, within, I think within a month, within a month uh, at the end of last year, in December, we fulfilled the target and with uh, a little bit more, Wow. Wow, it's so That's impressive. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive. I just want to thank you know, the donors. You know, right. So you found people who really believed in that, in this specific project to, to uh, distribute pro-life media in, in um, it'll be in Cantonese, right? Like the... Yeah, the... yeah in Cantonese. Okay. But it really touched me because I can't imagine if uh, two years ago, three years ago, uh, we want to produce a pro-life films and anybody will, will know what is polite and will they donate? But 
in this year, at the end of last year, in the last December, wow, wow, people donate generously to this project. And oh, also, if our main actor, Dickie Chen, which is a celebrity. Um, right, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like seeing him. I, I see him sometimes on random TV spots or yeah. on the side of on the side of the bus, like for the uh, Toy Story 4 movie advertisements, since mm -hmm. he's the voice actor for Woody. Which, um, <laughs> cool, cool. It's, it's a, it's, he has a really great voice, right? Like, would you yeah. say, like, for the Cantonese language, like, his voice sounds really cool? Lively voice. He has Very lively, voice. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, and he's so good. Like, I've seen some of his conversations with, with Connie uh, discussing... Um, miscarriage or uh, other pro-life issues um and uh it's yeah it's just really cool to see the way that they discuss yeah uh, so that he's, he's, support, he's uh, this very project. thoughtful but very laid back too he gave us uh, many and uh, valuable uh, uh, opinion on the production mm -hmm. of this uh, film project uh, he's also one of the donors so so it's, it's really great to have the key to join our team to produce uh, this project. Yeah, he, he's um, uh, he he is actually like one of the, I guess one of the top actors in Hong Kong, right? Would you say? Maybe, maybe. maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He also yeah. does a lot of stuff in China too, with with concerts and stuff. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that is that is awesome. Um, and then uh, so that's gonna, that's just going to be for the public. Um, and then you'll use them for like school presentations and and also I guess church events, but it'll mainly be shared on social media platforms, right? Yeah, we want to um, uh, have uh, several languages. You know, for example, not only the Cantonese, maybe the Mandarin, or if we have uh, enough money to have an uh, English language. And that would be the actors speaking, or it would be dubbing, dubbing. Uh, voice dubbing. dubbing. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, and uh, of course subtitles, but that's a separate yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, because um, um, it can be, you know, uh, we can we can uh, introduce to our friends in mainland China. You know, if the language is uh, Mandarin, and more and more people will have the chance to see this uh, mini film. That will be very valuable, I think, because mm. because right now there's there's not something like that. You know, that's that high quality and whatever that's available um, certainly in Cantonese. And as far as I know, not I can't think of much available in Mandarin either right now. There might be some stuff, but um, but yeah, Yut Lo Yut, every year there's more and more. So. Because, because uh, this is the mini film. So each episode may be five to 10 minutes. So you can easily digest without looking at uh, watching a, a one hour and a half uh, film. So it's uh, easy, each episode, uh, tackle different problems. For example, uh, one episode is taking, tackling about um, talking about pre-marriage, you know, uh, sex and also abortion issue. And mm -hmm. then the other is uh, you, you have a Down syndrome. If you have the prenatal analysis, and you you, you find uh, most probably a Down syndrome baby. What will you right? Do? And then people are are very conscientiously mm. encouraged, like softly, but clearly encouraged to abort when they have a prenatal diagnosis. Yes, yeah, those different issues, you know, uh, which is uh, very pragmatic, you know, for, for, 
for ordinary people to address the pro-life uh, issues. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's one that 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 um that I uh, I don't know. I just it really it bothers me a lot. It bothers me a lot how much the way that people are encouraged to mm. um to abort babies with with a prenatal diagnosis. The whole system is built like mm. to encourage it. Yeah. Um, very disheartening. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Because um, for this pro-life uh, pastoral work, um, as I said, well, under God's guidance, you know, uh, this within these two years, uh, we have a, a quick jump. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has, we yeah. Have we have a hotline uh, called Little Angel Hotline, hotline, and that is uh, to tackle about the pe uh, uh, pregnancy crisis. And also last year. Hey, by the way, year, sorry, real quick. Uh, what what's the Chinese name for that? Xiu Xiu Tianxi. Xiu Xiu Tianxi hotline. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if people want to look angel. it up on Google. Yeah, little it's, little angel. Little little, but there's there's no advertising in English, is there, or is there? Because uh, we can, but our volunteers they can only speak Cantonese. Right. Right. Okay. So Xiu Xiu Tianxi. And also, uh, we uh, last year, starting from last year, my office, you know, uh, has organized uh, twice a year a pregnancy loss retreat, pregnancy loss retreat called recovery journey, uh, with the model of middle lace. Right, right. Re recovery journey from uh, yeah. Concepts of Truth International. Yeah, which is run by Millie and Dale Lace. Yeah, right. Dude. So you can see. All this in a, is in the same line. Before we have the education, education, for example, mini films or uh, some other uh, pamphlets or, or uh, testimony. And then if you have uh, abortion or miscarriage, we have this kind of uh, pregnancy loss retreat, the recovery journey for you. So this is all in line, in the same line, different parts. Before is the education, prevention, and then after that, we have the healing. Yeah, and there's there's so many bases that you have to cover, like so many different aspects that are really, really crucial to building, yeah, um, yeah. to building the pro-life movement and a culture of life. Yeah, so. only by God's grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you've really been at the forefront of it. So, mm. praise God. Mm, praise God. So, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we finish? No, no. All right, cool. Well, um, so it's the Hong Kong DPCMF that people should look on YouTube or Facebook or just their website. So everything is in Chinese, especially uh, if it's if it's audio or video, it would be Cantonese. Oh, yeah, really sorry. Uh, but it, but it's good, like it's good stuff. So um, I I've actually used one of the videos just as a like personal <laughs> Cantonese study. It was it was one that I saw. Oh, I really want to understand this this issue, and so I I've been going through it uh, to study the Cantonese. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I look forward to to talking again on another podcast episode, and yeah, yeah. maybe talk more about what you're doing or or another project that we do together in the future. Okay, you're welcome. Awesome.